kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. In early May 2022, Disney announced the casting of the highly anticipated series adaptation of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. The reaction to one particular casting choice, as well as the author's response, are worth noting. Rick Reardon's Percy Jackson and the Olympians series kicks off with the title character discovering he is actually a half-blood, born from a Greek god and a human mother. Further complicating matters, a prophecy tells of a half-blood of the big three, Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades, coming of age and determining the fate of all of Olympus, including the very future of the pantheon of Greek gods and goddesses. The series is an adrenaline rush. As a librarian and a dad, I can tell you that it's a book series that makes readers out of kids who may not have thought of themselves as readers before. There are five books in the main series and numerous other book series in the world that Reardon has created. If you've read one Percy Jackson book, there's a strong, strong chance you've read all of the books. The series is just that compelling. The first book, The Lightning Thief, was released in 2005, and a movie adaptation followed in 2010 that notoriously disregarded major plot points and details of the book. Nevertheless, a movie adaptation of The Sea of Monsters, the second book in the series, released three years later. This time, there were inconsistencies spotted as soon as the movie trailer was released. Needless to say, the movies were unsuccessful, and there would be no more movie adaptations. However, the books continued to sell well, so much so that Reardon was given the opportunity to start an entire imprint where he brought in other authors from diverse backgrounds to share their fantasy stories, cultures, and adventures through engaging, gripping books. And now Disney Plus has announced that they will be doing the Percy Jackson and the Olympians series next year, 2023. The school librarian in me wants to book talk each and every one of these books to you, but alas... That's not why we're here today. The Percy Jackson series centers around three main kids. Percy Jackson, our protagonist. The story is told from his perspective and through his voice. Annabeth Chase, a half-blood daughter of Athena and a hero in her own right. And Grover Underwood, the sworn protector of Percy. Grover is a satyr. He's got goat legs and small horns and a wispy beard. Readers of the series have spent a long time and many an adventure with these three characters and, in turn, have built a mental picture of each character based on both the author's descriptions of these characters, but also artists' depictions in the numerous book covers and character encyclopedias that have been released. So when Disney announced the actors playing the three lead roles in the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series— a number of outspoken individuals took issue with the casting of Leah Jeffries as Annabeth Chase. Leah Jeffries is black, and the character of Annabeth has been described in the books by the author as being white. What does this matter? Well, to author Rick Reardon, it doesn't. Quote, Leah Jeffries is Annabeth Chase, said Reardon in a blog post on his website published on May 10, 2022. 
Leah brings so much energy and enthusiasm to this role, so much of Annabeth's strength. She will be a role model for new generations of girls who will see in her the kind of hero they want to be. End quote. What do you do when decisions are made that do not match your expectations? And what boxes do we sometimes place those expectations within, not allowing any room for otherwise? I'm going to leave the world of Percy Jackson briefly, because this isn't the first time that casting has had a backlash. That's what they call it, by the way, a backlash, a strong adverse reaction. Sometimes we see backlashes when diversity is being erased, when Asian or Black or Hispanic characters are cast as white, when lighter-skinned actors are cast over darker-skinned actors, when abled actors are hired over disabled actors. We lose something when that happens. We minimize or erase the identity of the character. We lose the lived or shared experience that the actor might bring to the role. I do not claim to know or have experience with casting a film or a television program, but I do know that representation can be a strength-giving, identity-affirming, humanity-acknowledging act. That a Black child looking at a Black actress playing a role might more easily imagine themselves in that role. That a queer child observing how a queer actor carries themselves in interviews and media appearances might more readily understand that there's a space for them in this world just as they are. That a Native child who learns about a Native writer or filmmaker might more assuredly notice that there is space for their voice to tell their stories. So in 2020, when Halle Bailey, a Black actress, was cast as Ariel in Disney's live-action remake of The Little Mermaid, and a portion of the public reacted negatively, we can look at that moment and see people equating different with bad, instead of allowing different to shift away from expectation and open our eyes to bigger possibilities where more children have the opportunity to see themselves reflected. And just last week, as Disney announced Echo, a spin-off series of the main character introduced in Hawkeye, and a number of loud voices took to complaining that they wanted more of Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil, and less of Echo, that this complaint meant the erasure of an indigenous deaf superhero. It can be upending when a decision results in something different from your expectation, but different is not the same as wrong. And knowing when a decision is different versus when a decision is wrong is something I have personally been working on all my life, and I'm sure you will too. Back to the fabulous Leah Jeffries and how she is going to absolutely own the part of Annabeth Chase. I'd like to continue reading from author Rick Reardon's response to the backlash. Quote, some of you have apparently felt offended or exasperated when your objections are called out online as racist. Quote, but I am not racist, you say. It is not racist to want an actor who is accurate to the book's description of the character. Let's examine that statement. You are upset, disappointed, frustrated, angry because a black actor has been cast to play a character who was described as white in the books. She doesn't look the way I have always imagined. 
you are judging her appropriateness for this role solely and exclusively on how she looks. She is a black girl playing someone who is described in the books as white. Friends, that's racism. This will be an adaptation that I am proud of, and which fully honors the spirit of Percy Jackson and the Olympians, taking the bedtime story I told my son 20 years ago to make him feel better about being neurodivergent, and improving on it so that kids all over the world can continue to see themselves as heroes at Camp Half-Blood. End quote. I love that response from Rick Reardon. I have not read a children's book author responding in such a way, confronting these criticisms and standing up for justice and truth. So, here's your homework. Look for yourself in the characters you read in books and in the actors who play characters in films and on TV. Can you see yourself? Can you see kids that look like you? Can you see families that look like yours? Can you see communities that are similar to what you see on your trip to the grocery store. Ask yourself, who don't I see? And why don't I see them? There's opportunity here for us all to celebrate. We all win when more voices are heard and more people are seen. Let's not be limited by our expectations. Rather, let's build worlds from all of the possibilities before us. I'm Matthew, and this is Worth Noting. Worth Noting is written and produced by me, Matthew Winner. Audio production is by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory, and this show was brought to you by a kid's podcast about. If you've enjoyed the show, consider giving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, you are always invited to listen to other podcasts made for kids just like you by visiting akidsco.com. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.